There are only 85 days left in 2019. If we're going to squeeze everything out of this year that we can, we're going to have to stay focused and motivated. And today we will learn how to run through. And this is Leverage Your Life, a podcast intended to inspire, to motivate and encourage you to live an abundant life full of good works where you find your passion and purpose and find greatest fulfillment in the life that God intends for you. My name is Mark Jackson, and my aim is to be an encouraging voice in your life, that supporter that encourages you to press on, to dream on, and to follow everything that God places into your heart. And so about five years ago, I started coaching cross country and our team was not going to advance to regionals, but I had some good runners. And so they could have qualified individually. One of them was in the final transfer position and we came down to the last 100 meters and he had it locked down and we're yelling, encouraging him. You're almost there. You're almost there. And then at the last second, as he kept his eyes on the finish line, the last, literally the last step, someone ran past him as he slowed down. And the lesson that we learned from that was something that runners called running through. And what that means is if we focus simply on the finish line, we will uh, mentally prepare ourselves to stop. And so if we only focus on where we have to get to and no further, we will will naturally slow down and without intending to, we will lose motivation to drive through. But if we intend to run past or to run through the finish line, we will maintain or sometimes even pick up speed as we have that adrenaline rush to push us through. And today, that's what I want to talk about is running through. 2019 has been a good year for me. I've enjoyed it. My kids are getting older. We're having some great experiences together. Uh, I've knocked some goals off of my checklist, some things that I want to accomplish. But there's other things on my list that honestly right now I can either eliminate or else I have to make some drastic steps to to accomplish them. Like they've pushed beyond uh, what I can do easily and they'll require my full attention and full focus and full effort effort. But the problem is this time of year, it's easy to drift. It's easy to coast. It's easy to find ourselves uh, just making it through a day, checking things off a list and not running through. We lack motivation sometimes because our eyes are simply on what task is at hand and what comes next. And we're just looking for the next stopping point. But I want to encourage you with with the, the notion that in life, we also need to run through. In other words, to look past the finish line to something greater. I did a little devotion for this on uh, social media, but I stopped at just that motivational point. And I, I like motivational talks, but if they're not tethered in truth, then they don't have much power. The influence is really, really small. And so it's really important for me to always say, okay, what does the foundation for truth tell me about this topic and how has it changed the way I see things? So a few days ago, I woke up at one o'clock in the morning, wide awake, like could not go back to sleep. It was time to get up and do something. And I turned in scripture to Acts chapter eight. I've been going through Acts with a friend of mine talking about that uh, just for accountability and to encourage each other. And in Acts chapter eight, there was one line, one sentence in the chapter that I'm sure I've read before, but had extreme significance because of the wording. And so in this story, Philip is going to different places to uh, preach the gospel, to tell them about God's desires for their life and who Jesus Christ is. And in verse 12 of of, uh, Acts chapter eight, it says this, it says, but when they believed Philip, 
as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized both men and women. In other words, a lot of times when we, as uh, those people who identify as Christians, when we talk about what it means to come to faith in Christ, we give people a set of facts, some things we want them to believe about Jesus, and we say, okay, it's all unlocked in believing these facts. But what I loved about this passage is it gave context to why people believe these things. In other words, it says when they believe, believe Philip as he preached the good news about what? The kingdom of God and the name Jesus Christ. They were baptized. In other words, without going too deep into this notion of the kingdom of God, he preached a deliberate message that states that when Jesus is king, it changes everything. It changes the, the dynamic of life. It changes what you do, how you do it. It flips everything upside down where the last is first, the first is last. The greatest is the servant of all. It's a completely new dynamic when Jesus is king of all things in our lives. But not just the fact that there's a different way to live. There's a different anticipation of what should happen in this context. So if you're not familiar with ancient Near Eastern history, there was a long time racial dissension and divisions and persecution and racism between the Jews and the Samaritans. And so when Philip goes to Samaria, he's going to a place where Jews uh, did not go with much compassion in the past. And he went to this group of people who were Afflicted by the Jewish nation at the time, who were looked down upon for, for generations, and he preached to them a different vision of what life should be like when Jesus Christ is king. In other words, he went to people who were afflicted and said, that In the economy of God, there is no one who sits in the back. In the economy of God, there is not one who is above another. In the economy of God, there should be no poor among you. In the, in the economy of God, there is a whole new reality where everyone has access and everyone has opportunity and everyone finds peace because of what it means when Jesus Christ reigns supreme and restores all things. There is a whole new kingdom he wants to lead us into and that will find its completion in the future, but it finds its presence and its starting point right now. And when they understood that God had a future and a hope for them, it caused them to say, how does this come about? And he told them about, about the name of Jesus Christ, the one who ensured these things, who demonstrated and accomplished everything that needs to take place so that he could eternally reign and they believed because they had context for their current situation. And so uh, an application of this draws back and rolls back into running through in the same way. We have to understand the significance of our actions and our tasks or else we will lose heart and get discouraged with just checking things off a list. Goals are never a means to themselves. Goals merely focuses on fulfilling a mission at hand. All right, so I grew up in Ohio. It's a beautiful tropical paradise that everyone loves to go to on vacation. Uh, it's not great most there, but there are certain times of the year Ohio is great. One of the coolest times is football season. It gets colder. You get outside more. You go and uh, you do a lot of fall activities like corn mazes. I grew up going to corn mazes. If you don't know what they are, imagine, you know, 40 to 100 acre fields full of corn. Not like Florida. Florida corn is like, you know, five feet high. Like even me, short me can see over top of it. This corn is like, you know, six to eight feet high. These huge stalks, they're enormous. And imagine a maze that is cut out with GPS precision. So there's an, an incredible picture from the aerial view above. And we go to these 
corn mazes, and there are different ones, but corn mazes uh, can be frustrating because if they're large and they're complicated, it can be next to impossible to find your way out. And in fact, there's a lot of times that we had started corn mazes and after like 20 or 30 minutes said, okay, this isn't fun, let's just leave. And we would cut through the field uh, to get out of there. We'd cut through the path and just get out and leave without really finishing the corn maze. But there are other corn mazes that really were well ran. And what they would do is they would put observation decks, two or three throughout the entire corn maze. And so that as you worked your way through it and reached a point of frustration with where you are, you could always find one of these observation decks and climb up to the top and look down from above to see the path, to see the fact that, okay, over that direction, there's the finish. And this is how I get there. And the purpose of what of those decks is to give you hope and to allow you to have a framework of why every turn is so important and where you should go next. The same thing needs to happen right now, 85 days out from 2020. You need to go up in an observation deck and say, okay, where am I heading? Where am I going? Where do I go after this year? Where, where is my life going to move towards? And that is what it would mean to run through with your goals. Not just what do you need to do in 2020. 19, but what are you doing overall with your life that has context for these goals? So for instance, when you look at the world around you, what is it that you want to see take shape that you believe God has placed in your heart? And then how does 2019 affect that? So for instance, I want to, with my family, um, not just have good memories that we can post, but have influential moments where we can inspire. So I want my kids, uh, we, we, you know, I've, we've gone to Disney World for years now, and it's a lot of fun. We'll go back. We'll have passes, I'm sure, at some point in the future. But at some point, I get tired of walking around Epcot looking at these um images of the world when I feel like God intends us to see the world. And so one of the goals that I have on my list is to go on an overnight trip with my son where we can go experience some aspect of God's creation so he can have a desire to explore more, to, uh, to, to, with bravery, go find new things and go on adventures. That's not just a goal so that we can share a memory and so that I can be a good dad. That's a goal because I want my son to be the kind of guy who is not um, afraid to go someplace new, to try something new, and to understand the beauty that already exists in that context. If he is going to do the things that God wants him to do in life, we have to get out of our comfort zone and need to learn to enjoy and cultivate a desire for things we haven't yet experienced. And so again, as you think about this year and you try to say, okay, what do I want to see happen? I want to see uh, abuse among children subside. Right. If you think about that, about that, that's that's a problem so much larger than any one of us can do. But it's something that we want to be a part of. So, what is it this year that happens to make another step that direction? Is it volunteering uh, to help a foster family out? Is it uh, trying to mentor someone in your context who is without a role model or someone to invest in them? It has some meaning, some context for today. The second part of that is when you try to figure out with your goal 
goal list, there's going to be some things that you wrote down on the beginning at the beginning of 2019 that as you evaluate them at this point of the year, that you should cross them off because they don't give you any momentum past 2019. Some goals we put down that are simply an end of themselves that don't have any sustaining power, any real meaning and impact, and they should not be the focal point of our lives. They will drain energy and attention away from the things that matter the most. And so as you think about 2019 and the things that lay ahead of you, I really want to challenge you, say, uh, take a step back to climb up in the observation tower and say, where do I want life to go overall? What change do I believe that God wants to use me in to change in this world? And then walk back to your goals and say, okay, I'm going to not just finish 2019 by checking some things off my list, but I'm running towards a larger mission, a larger goal, and watch and see if you don't have a new intensity and focus and passion that allows you not just to drift through the rest of this year and find ways to take breaks, but find ways to press in and watch God help you make progress in life. So a vision for the future will give you a passion for the present. This isn't about getting lost in uh, in the future. It's about understanding the meaning of now, the power of this moment, so that you don't miss a single one. So thanks for listening to the podcast. I want to encourage you to share it with your friends, to tell other people about it, people you think you might find value in it. Again, I need input. I need feedback about things that you think would be important, things that would be helpful, because my aim is to make sure that this is a podcast that is an encouragement to you and it's useful to you. So right now I'm in between a couple of different stories for uh, for the video series that I load online. If you don't check that out, make sure you go and, and watch the, the, the interviews that I've done my primary aim through Leverage Your Life is to tell stories of people who are making a difference. My primary aim right now is to make sure that I'm lifting up all that God's doing around the world to encourage you because there is more good going on than you're aware of. You're a part of a bigger movement than you know about right now, but we all have a role to play. And so, again, uh, keep following us on social media and be aware there is a new podcast coming out pretty soon and a new video interview with a difference maker that I think you will enjoy. Hope you have a great week, and I look forward to catching up with you soon. So go out and let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Have a great day.